0: Welcome back to the PDR coach podcast. Today, we have another interview episode with Mr. Ray Sapnu. I don't know if he needs much of an induction introduction, but I'll give you one. Uh, Ray's up in Chicago, owns precision Dent removal for 16 years, but has been in the business for 25 years. And he'll tell you where that first nine years was. It's a cool story to me, at least. Um, he's the creator of the Lift Right. Um, And was on the advisory board of PDR Nation when they first got started. And we're going to cover all kinds of things in this episode. Welcome to the show, Ray. What's up, man?
1: Hey, what's up, Corey? Thanks for having me, man.
0: Yeah, super excited. Uh, We talked a few weeks ago and really the first time we've connected and chatted for a long time. It was super fun. Um, So I appreciate that. And as with most guests, I'm like, hey, let's get on the podcast, have a cool conversation, and let everybody else listen to it because people get a lot of value from it. I start the same way every time. Because this is a weird little niche that we're in that we all found this like tiny little, yeah. no one's heard of it, PDR dent <laughs> repair thing. Like, h- how did you find it?
1: So it's a funny story. I was, uh, I was in Arizona, I was going to college, uh, finished school and um, a buddy of mine needed help with his windshield repair company. So he was doing the rental lots, right? Chips and sure. cracks and stuff. So I helped him for a summer. Um, we're out there and we're fixing windshields, and there are these guys banging on cars, right? And they were fixing dents. I'd never seen it, never heard of it. And mind you, Phoenix in the summertime, it's 120 degrees. You know, you're on pavement for as far as you can see. Um, and this is this
0: 1996
1: guy. Five, yeah, yep. Mid 90s, 95, okay. 96 ish. Um, this guy worked for a dent company. He drove a nice truck. He always had a cooler full of Gatorades and all this. And, and, and he was be banging on these cars. And he was always gone by 2 o'clock. Like, Dude, how are you done so early? You know. Anyway, long story short, befriended him. Watched him fix a dent in a fender. It was probably this big. I was blown away. I was like, holy cow, you just did that. Fixed it perfect. Um, so I kind of befriended him. Fast forward a little bit they fired a guy and he goes, Hey man, we just fired somebody. Um, you should try to hop on. So I was like, sure. So I'm like, introduce me to your boss, introduced me to his boss. I sold myself for two hours, man. I'm like, I'll be your hardest worker. Blah, blah, blah. Give me a chance. You know, um, sent me to California for training and that started my career at DentPro. Um, and as you know, DentPro, I believe, that's the same Dempro <laughs> right yeah. so that was kind of funny when we first talked um I saw you on one of one of your podcasts you were wearing a Dempro hat and I'm like I know that logo <laughs> so then when we talked it just so happened that we you know we're trained to the same same place same yeah. facility yeah my
0: dad uh was original Dempro franchise in 1991 there are six original guys that started like like very beginning of of pdr in california for sure mostly across the nation i think don cavanaugh was like 89 90 um mm-hmm. but that's really when it was kind of starting to sp- start spread around yep. um but yeah so super there's actually a lot of guys that have pro roots um i know Sal yeah. Contreras in northern california um does eric Patton, who just cre- created that tool for anson for the dent yep. he uh, was in my class He was in your, oh, that's right. You told me that too. Me and and Eric trained together. Yes. In in that same class. Yeah. So there's a, there's a bunch of, I mean, especially in California, Northern California, Southern California, Dent Pro is, is really probably still the biggest, the biggest name, maybe not in each little town, but definitely the biggest name. And we still use that name today. We were franchised for 20 years. And then now we actually just license the the rights to the name. So technically not franchised anymore um, that model is very difficult (laughs) in the PDR, very difficult. Um, and so, yeah, I want to go back a tiny bit. You said you, you glossed over it and a lot of people end up doing this and they forget how pivotal of of a moment some things are, but you said you sold yourself for two hours. Like you had, you had no idea what PDR is. Um, You, you didn't know if you could do it. You didn't know how actually hard it was going to really be when you got into it. But what do you, yeah. like, what do you mean by selling yourself? Cause I, I continue to do that today. And I think everybody needs to continually do that to our customers, to dealerships, to body shops, to other dent guys, to, to whatever. Sure. What do you, what do you mean by that? So I think
1: uh, many people kind of have this similar story, right? When they first hear PDR or first find out about it, um, what do they find out? You know, he makes a good living. um, He makes some good money, you know, this and that. Like I said, this guy. Good good work
0: hours. Like, yeah,
1: great. Make your own schedule. He was around. (laughs) He was done with work at two o'clock and on the golf course every day, like mid afternoon. I was like, I want that life. How do I do this? And I watched him fix the debt and I thought it was the coolest thing. I'm like, well, how hard can that be? Dude. it's not it's super easy yeah <laughs> it, 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 i've had labor jobs my whole life you know growing up whatever i could work with my hands i'm a quick learner
0: mm-hmm.
1: bar none pdr was the hardest thing i've yeah. ever learned how to do and i mean still learning all the time yeah but... you
0: have that door behind you for the people watching the video eventually behind you that you thought you had nailed and you took it apart and you're like oh shit yeah <laughs> that door yeah, yeah.
1: you think you you think
0: you understand it all and then you and then and then all of a sudden things change right but so yeah i mean so when i spoke with him
1: when i mean by selling myself i'm like dude i will bust my ass for you i i want this as a job i want to learn how to do this i don't care what it takes you know i'll go get accounts for you and i was dead serious because i literally i wanted that lifestyle that that guy had you know um didn't realize how hard it would be to learn, but I it's was probably good, which out.
0: is probably good,
1: which is probably good <laughs> because it humbled the crap out of me. Right. Um, I realized, all right, there's a lot more to this than just going to work every day. You got to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I put in a ton of effort uh, to learn as quickly as I can and be mm-hmm. better. You know, luckily that guy ended up being a mentor to me. Um, and he stressed, take your time. It's all about quality. And that was it. He's like, don't even worry about speed. Don't even worry about the money. All that'll come. And I took all of that to heart. I was a sponge, man. I took it every little bit of advice I could get, I was taken. And I busted my ass and, you know, eventually got the van, got the shirt, you know, had to go out and get accounts. i went and landed accounts for him, and, um, you know, ended up loving it, man. I thought I was going to, I literally thought I was going to do it for a couple of years until I found my path a real job you know <laughs> yeah like so what was I you know what I really wanted to be when yeah. I grew up you know yeah um never in a million years that I think it'd take me to where I am today
0: and I'm, I'm grateful
1: for it all the time grateful for it
0: I think you have that life now following you on social media um <laughs> at least like we're not person like friends personally but on social media I know you went just went on a trip I think Mexico you
1: yeah we were in Mexico like
0: awful lot um yep you had that vision for your life and 20, 25 years later, there you are. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: That's Here we cool. are doing it, you know? Yeah. And, um, again, I'm grateful for it all the time. Like I spoke earlier, that guy that took his chance and hired me and sent me to California today is his birthday. Um, I spoke to him earlier and I never ever forget to thank him, you know, yeah. for doing that. And, and he gets tired of hearing it. He goes, dude, stop saying that. I'm like, I'll never stop saying that, man. Cause I wouldn't be where I am today. If it wasn't
0: for him taking a chance, he didn't know who I was, you know? Right. Absolutely. But you sold him, Right. You made a commitment. You're like, I have, I, I want something. I'm going to do what I need to do. Everything I can do now to go get it. You you couldn't sell debt repair. You couldn't sell probably your past experiences of doing all this stuff. You're just like, I know I want this. I'm going to go get it. And there's something to say for that. Like something super important to say for that. And I, I think that miss, is missing a little bit in our society. If you want something like you, you can't sit around and wait for somebody to give it to you or whatever. Yeah. You could have been like, Hey, I'll take the job. And he's like, no, you're like, okay, you gotta like fight for stuff. Really? Yeah,
1: You gotta, you gotta work for it, man. And that was the one thing, like you gotta find out, find your why,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Find your why. Why are you getting into it? You know, is it to get out of an old job or you want to learn something new? Mm-hmm. You gotta find your why and you gotta stick to that, man. Because if you don't, you're, you're going to lose motivation and, and you're not going to be the best you could be. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, we're constantly learning, constantly striving. And at the time, man, I wanted it bad and I yeah. was willing to do whatever it took and learn, you know, be the best I could. So.
0: I, I still think you're that way. You, you've said a couple things in the past tense. Like I, like I, I, I was a sponge and all those types of things, but you, I think you still are. I mean, I know you and I personally are in a, in a, a, a 20 group together. Um, we didn't know each other before that. I knew of you, obviously, with the tool and things like that, um, but you're, you're still constantly learning. So, wh- I mean, why a mastermind group? How has it helped you? And, you know, let's talk about that for a second.
1: So, um, I was approached about the mastermind group right when I was opening my shop, um, and it was perfect timing for me because I thought it was a great opportunity to talk to other shop owners and like-minded people that have already been there and that are already doing it. Um, I wanted, again, to be a sponge, I wanted to learn. I wanted to find out what it takes. What are the hidden things that you don't realize, you know, come with opening a, a shop and <laughs> opening a business? What are all the little things in the gray areas? You know, sure, the idea of opening a shop and paying rent and then opening a doors and getting customers in, that's all great, but there's so much involved to make all of that happen. And so, you know, joining that 20 group, it was perfect because I've and I've learned so much. Like, and, and without that, I would have struggled through a ton of stuff and I maybe eventually would have figured it out for myself, but it saved me a lot of time, a lot of heartache. And it put me on the path, you know, the right path mm-hmm. to uh, go where I wanted to go.
0: That's the, that's the beauty of coaching in general, really. And you just yeah. encompassed, everything I always tell my one-on-one clients, the launch group that I just, that I just put out or the launch pad group I just put out is that this isn't stuff that you can't do yourself. Like I don't have super secret tricks, PDR tricks to grow businesses. Like it's, but, but what I can do is reduce the time it takes you to do that. Right. It's the same thing with PDR training. Now, like you started in 95, like you you went to dent pro training for like two weeks or four weeks or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It was good. It was fine. Um, it helped a lot, but, um, I mean, now like training, the point of training now is that, can you learn PDR on your own? Yeah, you probably can. Will it take a year sure. or two? Probably will training reduce that time immensely. Yes. Immensely. Right? Same thing with coaching. Yeah. It's really, that's really the purpose of it. Like what paths can yeah. I take? Where have you, what, like basically paying somebody or paying group or being involved in a group that you can take all of their failures and then not do them. <laughs> right. Kind of, right. Kind of fast track. It's, it's I mean, like, it, Yeah, it's a
1: no brainer. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think Mm -hmm. about all the fears that it takes, you know, going in and the risks and all this stuff, and you you get kind of lost in all of that, right, when Mm -hmm. you're first thinking about it, but if you could join a group or get some kind of coaching that somebody could kind of guide you in the right way, um, and not have to not have to go through the failures, you know,
0: if you could forego all the failures. (laughs) why not, yeah, you know, for a couple make, thousand bucks, <laughs> dude, make life easier, man, you know, uh, so let's talk about the shop transition. You so you were, I didn't know that you just went into their shop. So you were mobile for basically 24 years.
1: No. Well, so I was mobile with dent pro for uh, 10 years. I moved to Denver. I was mobile up there. Mm-hmm. And then in 2009, Avis and budget, um, axed their PDR program, their reconditioning program, right? Uh, yeah. And so basically I went from making great money a month to nothing in Denver morning. Yeah. In Denver in one morning. Damn.
0: Yeah. The um, rental car stuff is big money. Cars. Yeah. Lined up. And
1: it was, it was great. You know, turn back season comes up and you just mm-hmm. as far as you could see money, but yeah. they axed their program. So in 2009, I was basically jobless in a way. Um, and we got lucky. Uh, me and a friend got called to go to Austin to do a hail storm. And up until that point, you know you always heard about the guys chasing hail you know mm. well we heard about it we actually hired a guy in phoenix that had gotten off the road and he was telling us stories i was like wow what a cool life you know yeah, he'd been in europe and fixing yeah. hail damage i'm like really so in 2009 we got our opportunity to go and i was hooked so from 2009 until 2019 i strictly just chased hail mm-hmm. so in 2000 you know 2018 i get married um I'm on the road all the time I hated being away that's tough and so I was like you know what 2019 this will be my last year I'm going to open up a shop and stay home you know I was kind of I still I missed the hail trail and all that I miss hanging out with the guys um there was a lot of things that were going on in the industry that were kind of you know I I kind of saw where things were going and I, I didn't like it and Talking to insurance agents or insurance companies and stuff, and they're saying like you know PDR is a viable repair now, and more insurance claims are going to be going towards PDR. They're going to be looking at guys with shops. So all of this combined mm. and I want to just be home. I was like, you know, now's the right time. Nice. So decided to get nice. off the hail trail and then open up a shop. Uh it's a year ago this month.
0: Nice. How's it been?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's been <laughs> well way more way harder yeah. um into consideration right when i opened my doors covid was in Gosh. you know they started talking oh. about quarantine and this and that and i'm like great i just opened up a shop and people aren't allowed to leave their house like how how am i going to get people <laughs> in the door right so you know it was uh it was a mad scramble to figure it out um i had to reshift my marketing i saw an opportunity um started putting out ads saying hey are you out of work is your car just sitting now's a great Mm -hmm. time to bring it to me Um, and that worked and it worked and you know for the first couple weeks i was i was slammed here at the shop um and you know you got to put out good work you got to i guess be a good person people liked my personality (laughs) they were leaving really good reviews they were telling their friends and you know the client base kind of quickly grew considering everything that was going on yeah um I started doing a little bit more research. Found out that I'm really the only person down here where I live uh, in the Southwest suburbs that's doing like the big stuff. So
0: you, you did that research after you opened the shop? Yeah. Okay. So, like, so, I'm in the Launchpad program right now. And like, our next, I think, I don't remember, know when this podcast comes out, but this is one of the topics that I talk about is like, do market research for your area. <laughs> and figure out which area you should be in and then what opportunities are available. Like, is there somebody that crushes retail, but there's like an open door in the wholesale world or, or whatever. So that's funny that you said like, (laughs) so
1: this is what happened. I, when I decided 2020, I was going to chase anymore. I, you know, was going to be a mobile guy, right? I didn't want to have the overhead or none of that. Sure. I was looking, I was looking at places, places were really expensive around here. And I was committed to being a mobile, you know, PDR guy. Yeah. Um, this spot opened up and it was half the price of anything around here and it was in a great location and this and that and I'm like well somebody's gonna snag this if I don't so I snagged it and signed the lease and I'm like all right now I gotta figure out this marketing thing and I gotta (laughs) figure out it was literally sink or swim like I jumped in the deep end with two big heavy cinder blocks on my feet sinking immediately um I had to fast track everything and figure it all out. And the good thing about quarantine was, that, you know, it was slow in the beginning. So I was at home doing a lot of the backend stuff, the Google stuff, and and oh. then the re- you know, the studying on, you know, just keywords, adwords, all that stuff, how yeah. how it all works, right? Yeah, because you had to run a business. Um,
0: you didn't have a you didn't have a business, a local business. So you were a hair guy. No. I mean, you didn't have anything. No, no one knew I precision to... precision net removal. Oh no. Right. And yeah.
1: and granted I grew up here, right. I have friends that know what I do. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, but start. <laughs> look, I, I tell people it's a start, but it doesn't get people in the door. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I had to do a lot more. Like when I opened my doors, nobody knew who precision dent removal was, yeah. you know, it didn't exist. That's I really was cool. just a subcontracting hail guy, yeah. you know? Yeah.
0: I want to go back to real quick. You said you were up in Denver and you said you got lucky with a call and got a call to Austin. I don't I, I think I think fate is a thing or whatever. I don't know about luck because I, I feel like luck is when preparation meets opportunity. You didn't just did you get completely randomly called out of nowhere to go to Austin, or did you do anything ahead of time to try to cultivate any relationships within the industry? So
1: um, my friend Chris Browning and I we, we had us both doing it. His friend Chris Lippert
0: mm-hmm.
1: was chasing Hale. Mm-hmm. And when they asked the PDR program, I was like, what are we going to do? And he's like, I don't know. He goes, I could call my buddy, Chris. Mm-hmm. He called Chris and said, Hey man, they just asked the program. The next day, Chris called Chris yeah. and was like, Hey, come down to Austin. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how we got our foot in the door and dude, and up to this point, I'd been fixing dents for over 10 years, 12 years, 13 yeah. years, something like this. We went to go chase hail. We're like, how hard can it be? Little dents, just a bunch of them. Totally different story.
0: (laughs) Whole different, dude. Whole different
1: film. Yeah. I'll never forget it, dude. Our first car was a little four door Mazda 3 wagon. It was red. I'll never forget it. That thing came back three times because we couldn't fix it right because we just weren't using the right tools, the right lights. We had shadow boards trying to fix hail. Like,
0: yeah. Oh, like the old Dent Pro. Thank God that body
1: shop was really cool. Like yellow yeah, boards with yeah. black lines on the, the them. The stand yeah. and all that stuff. For sure. Yeah, and and um, dude, I, it was another learning curve. And again, it was one of those things where it's like, all right, this is it. We got to learn yeah. how to do this. And we had to put our heads down and and you know,
0: yeah, learn That's how crazy. to fix hail. I remember one of the um one of the first hail cars I ever fixed to way back in the day. It was at a body shop. I thought the same thing. I'm like, they they were kept. They're looking back. I'm like, they're they're pretty bad. But I'm like on side panels, I fix them all day, yeah. but I'm like, there's just, there's just 80 of them. So I just, it'll take a long time or whatever. And I remember I went on with one of my coworkers on a Saturday and started pushing. We were there for like hours and hours. And then finally I was like, dude, we can't, we can't do this. And I went back on Monday and I'm like, that we're going to do the uh, push to paint on the roof. <laughs> Cause I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't make them right. It was like cross check. I was like, didn't really fully understand cross check. I didn't have any hail lights. I just had my little, my little board or it was, it was crazy. It's a whole different beast. Yeah. I think. For people that think it's an easy transition from hail to, to like route retail work and vice versa, it's a whole different ballgame, whole different ballgame. It's crazy.
1: Totally different ballgame. I mean, when you're talking flat panels and Mm cross-checking that, yeah, it's It's different. Totally different.
0: Totally Um, different. So you made a tool too, like you're constant, like striving to learn and grow and do things. You created a tool and there's a lot of guys doing that. I think it's, I think it's really unique in this industry that we have so many like technicians that actually create tools. It's awesome. the idea come about how how was that whole journey of tool creation so
1: yeah that was a long journey too (laughs) so um i was working at a body shop i was actually here in town i was working on some hail Mm -hmm. and you know around the sunroof Mm -hmm. how you got to glue full everything around the sunroof well i had a wrist injury from playing golf and i was reaching up way across like this and yeah. i'm trying to pull a dent and it i couldn't do it my wrist was just hurting i'm like yeah. dude this,
0: this
1: is dumb. I, i'm like let me try your lifter this other guy and like, it was he had a different mini lifter same thing you know yeah i'm like dude something's got to change yeah and that's where the idea of doing it straightforward kind of came about that's um awesome. prototype was made um and it worked and you know it was like four years in the making four really, years of redesign <sighs> and yeah Yeah. Because I mean, a lot of stuff takes money, you know, these things take money and research and tweaking. I mean, I, I wish somewhere I have like all the different stages of the lift, right? Like kind of like the evolution of man, like type thing, like what it is today. Like the first one was the first one was super janky, you know, (laughs) like, even just like barely worked, but it worked, (laughs) you know, the idea was there and then to what it is today, but it was just one of those things where uh, that tool made it easier Um, it was just a different, and I thought better way to do it. Um, and to be honest, when I first made it, uh, I didn't know if anybody would like it uh, and I didn't care. I just thought if I like it, somebody else will. And if I could put it out there, that could kind of be like my little, you know, here's my little contribution to the industry, you know, for being grateful. And this is what I've learned. And here's what I made and was hoping that a few guys would like it. And if I could break even great, you know, and put it out there, but, um a lot of guys like it it helps it it's a really good tool and really effective
0: yeah that makes a big difference yeah i think that there's a huge lesson in there too and what you said about like selling to one person i think so many people have this idea when starting a pdr business or any business that they're gonna like take care of everybody in town they're gonna like there's two there's five million cars here i'm gonna i i'm i'm a I'm a, my business is for everybody. I don't don't think that's true. Like I walk my clients through like creating an avatar. Like who's the person you want to sell to, right? Like find a person and yours like, okay. A hail guy with wrist injuries, PDR guy that's inhale that has a hard time going like this with their hand. I mean, that's like a niche, like the tiniest little (laughs) fragment of a, right. I mean, that's who you were catering. (laughs) It's like such basically amount of people like PDR is tiny. And then hail guys is half of that. And then hail guys that that have a hard time going like this with their hand, but it works like selling to one person, selling to one, one type of person and not trying to solve the problem for every hail guy that there ever was. Like that's how you grow a business and sell something and all that stuff. Cause if one person likes it, there's a large segment of people that feel the exact same way.
1: Well, and yeah, that's kind of what it is. I tell people when people come up to me and they ask like, Hey, how did how do you get started? I I have this idea for a tool, but I don't know if anybody will like it. And I'm like, well, do you like it? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, yeah. I'm like, if you like it, chances are somebody else does, right? Because we're all dent guys. We all do the same thing. We all mm. perform the same things in a sense, right? Sure. So the act of 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 fixing these dents, the repairs, the body positions, they're all very similar. So when I created that tool, the ergonomics of it just made sense.
0: Huge. It does you know? make sense. And, <laughs> and, and, and,
1: and it wasn't made. I didn't make it to replace anything else. It was just another option, and yeah. you know, I thought it was needed. And because I guess on side
0: on side panels, it's not as big a deal, right? You go no, on, side, on panels, side panels,
1: yeah. You yeah. You can still kind of do it if you reach you can, your arm up right. to make it straight. But again, it's not to replace it's, anything. Exactly, it's not with, to
0: replace everything. But if you're no. glue pulling roofs all the time, no brainer. Yeah.
1: When it comes when it comes to rails and roofs and stuff, mm. when you're on a flat panel, yeah, I think that's where For that sure. thing shines.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. I mean, the amount of contribution you've had in our industry with like, you know, with doing the hail side of things now opening a shop and all that stuff. I know when PDR nation was coming around um, your name was thrown into that mix. Um, I've talked a lot to Ryan Hampton. He came on my podcast. And we actually talked about that time, which I think was about eight years ago or so Mm -hmm. basically a bunch of guys trying to come together to move the industry forward, which is something I talk about a lot. People listen to my podcast. I ask pretty much every guest what does the future of PDR look like? You guys were thinking about that back in 2013 or whatever. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Is it still going? What do you, what do you think about it? All that let's just, let's talk about the PR, your experience PR and how did you get involved with it? How about that?
1: So um, Ryan, Ryan and I were really good friends for a long time, but we had, we had chased and we had partnered up on storms and stuff and we were just talking and he was like, man, you know, it'd be great if we could get everybody together. And, and that's kind of where his idea with PDR Nation started. Um, and he went, he moved forward with it, created a group, ended up getting some advice, you know, and created an advisory board um, of like-minded people that kind of had the same idea. Like, well, hey, let's get everybody on the same page. Because even back then, when you're on the hail trail, you're seeing the differences. There's so many different ways that people are running their business and the, the prices are all over the map and mm-hmm. insurance companies are going, well, this guy down the street's only charging this much, or he says he doesn't need to glue pull this and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, dude, We needed to get some kind of unity because mm-hmm. this, the insurance companies were hating PDR guys because they were all over the map. Um, and so that kind of, I believe that's kind of where Ryan, you know, got the idea like hey let's create a group kind of like how Napdart is you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um let's create a group to get everybody to be like a unified voice you know get everybody together um and i love the idea i'm like dude i'd love to be on the advisory board you know because you know whatever i everything i've learned up to that point i'd love to share and then at mm-hmm. least get everybody collectively together to learn together right and move the industry forward yeah um it's still going on today. I think it's great. Dave Pinto's doing some great things. He's constantly learning, um, you know, the auto industry is constantly evolving, especially with, you know, electric cars and, you know, OEM procedures and stuff. Dave's on it, man. He's always on it. He's always attending like the seminars and stuff, um, every, every chance he gets. And if you're, you know, a PDR nation member, um, you know, he divulges all that. He mm-hmm. lets that out and he lets people know. Um, you know some of the things these are all current day situations that we need to learn as the, as the industry evolves you know um you have to you have to grow with it and he's doing some great things as far as like learning and then teaching yeah. that to other people
0: 100% as i look back on that do you think it was just a little too early <laughs> because there was a uh, and we, we were just talking about this before the call. It was communication gets better every year, right? The, yeah. the world feels smaller every year. Even now with like uh, with apps like Clubhouse, now you can get on and chat yeah. with people. Uh, uh, just voice. I mean, there's a million different things. We don't need to go down social media rabbit hole. But when they started, it is, is, was, still is a great idea, but it was like almost too early. Do you
1: think? Might've been, maybe, you know, because it was, there were so many different, ways people are running their business. Yeah. Right. And it was hard um, to
0: communicate with all of them. I mean, you had email and Facebook. That was the majority of it, right? I mean,
1: yeah. But I and again, and I think that even those outlets maybe weren't used the right way. It was right. a great idea. It was yeah. a great idea at the time, you know, mm-hmm. and it still is it still it's is. A great yeah,
0: idea.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Um But maybe at the time, I I don't know if people were ready to kind of, cause there were so many old school guys. Like you Mm -hmm. think we're in the wild, wild west now back then, dude, it was worse. So you had so many guys that are old school and they weren't willing to change or they weren't willing to, um, fight for the prices or, you know, educate the insurance companies, or they were scared to talk to them. Like if we could all come together and learn to do it together we could do it together but i think at the time maybe people weren't ready for it you know people accused it of being like a money grab and, and mm-hmm, this and that mm-hmm. because you had to pay a fee well i mean it, you know it costs money to run the website it costs money to you know to run it basically yeah, yeah. um so it was
0: no one got rich off that i can guarantee, <laughs> I
1: guarantee it nobody got rich on that but again i think maybe people weren't ready like you said that's actually a good way to put it because at the time i look back on it now and at the time you know people weren't communicating like we are today yeah. right yeah. in the industry like the industry now i think is filled more with people that want to help each other mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. before it was you're my competitor we do the same thing but i'm competing against you
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's fine everybody has their own businesses and there's going to be competition but why don't we all run our businesses the same Mm. or similar in the same fashion and professional manner? And, and so the insurance companies could look at us as true professionals.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and I think now that's kind of where it's going. Like people are really starting to share
0: that info. Yeah. I think when people hear the word competition, they automatically think it's bad. And I, I right. don't think that, I think it's, I think it's good. I don't think so either. I think it's yeah, a good thing. I think, it's... I think, I think the re I think a big part of the reason why, and I just said this this morning to so our PDR launchpad group, because I actually have a guy in Sacramento that's in that launchpad group. And I'm going to teach him everything I know to show how to grow his business in Sacramento, in my competition. Right. Right. Which is fine because, right. of, because of my belief system, because I have a belief that it's a good thing. I think the reason why our industry is still so, not well known. And I formulated this over the last year of doing podcasts, with people is that the competition has been lacking because here's the thing. Yeah. Like we have a good business. We have multiple technicians. We have a business coming in. We have a reputation. We have a name. We have a good website with rankings, all that stuff. Right. There's, I don't go that far out of my way besides like the online backend stuff to go tell people that PDR is amazing and that it exists. Right. But someone coming into the space, in my, into my space. Right. And I have Keith out here too, with um, Bullseye Mm -hmm. Debt Repair, another worthy rival. Right. So you try to come and compete in Sacramento. It's getting, it's getting pretty tough, right. To get on the first page of Google and get the wholesale accounts It's getting tough. And there's like a dozen other guys that are good. So what can you do to make your business successful? Right. What new creative ways do you have to come up with to, Show people that PDR is awesome because you're not just yeah. going to start a website and get work. It's not going to happen. So what do you right. do, right? Those creative ways are how our industry grows. It's new people yes. coming in and finding a way with a with a why, a strong why of they're going to make this happen, fighting for it. And like, okay, I can't win online. Not not in the next year or two because I'm right. there's people that have seven year head starts. Right? right, I'm not going to walk into the Ford dealers and the Toyota dealers and the Porsche dealers because they've had techs <laughs> for 15 years. You can get those. I'm not saying you can't get an account from me. You can. Right, not uh, easy. This is not easy. Right. So what can you do right. that's easy? That's how the industry goes. Put 10 people in Sacramento <laughs> like that. They'll take one account from me, one account from Bullseye, take a couple of retails, and go find more creative ways to sell. That's how more people understand about the industry.
1: And that's how it grows, right? Because what's the alternative? I think the big misconception is, all right, so you've got this competitor, you come into a market and you're new. Mm. For some reason, the initial thought is I'll just lower my prices.
0: Yeah, it's so odd. Yeah. Dude,
1: like that's the worst thing you could do, right? Mm -hmm. Because now you're just shooting yourself in the foot. You're ruining your market. So like you're coaching this guy, Mm -hmm. he's in your area, and you're going to teach him the right way to do it. And he's got to just learn ways to be competitive, right? Yeah. yeah. Learn, I mean, there's plenty of cars. There's work
0: out there for everybody. Like there, there's, learn there's marketing. A, learn... There's a bunch of different niches. Like, yeah. th- like there's a bunch of different ways he could go. Um, I'm not going to say all the things on here because I'm saving it for the PR launch There's a lot of different sure. ways to get business that sure. isn't just SEO marketing and right. creating a website. There's a lot. They take time there's a lot. and effort but sure. so does everything in life. Sure. And luckily we're in a position that we don't have to do all that stuff um, because we're, we're busy fixing dents and that's fantastic. Yeah. But if you're not you're busy, established fixing dents, and, right. do one of these 10 things and you'll, and you'll be fine. <laughs>
1: you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to get creative. Like yeah. Like you said, there's all sorts of niches, there's car clubs, there's this and yeah. that. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you could reach out to all these different things. I mean, yeah. there's ways, there's a ton of different ways, but if you learn how to do it right, learn how to run your business properly, learn how to eloquently explain the process, learn how to be professional, learn how to look professional, talk professional, all that. That word of mouth will get around. The more competition, the more people will start hearing about it, learning about it. Well, this guy does it the same way this guy does it. Mm-hmm. He's got different marketing. His yeah. colors are different, whatever. Yeah. But they're all kind of doing the same thing and at a certain level, right?
0: Yeah, yeah people and have this like, that's the key. people have this weird idea Not weird because it's been the case for so long that like, it's easy to get into PDR. And it has been the case for so long. Like as long as you, if you can push the metal and do a pretty good job up to five years ago, go to any market and you could find business. I mean, that wasn't really difficult. Most, I I was trying to look for a guy in Eugene, Oregon the other day. If anybody's looking for a place to move to go to Eugene, Oregon, because I could not, (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't find somebody. I I called a couple guys. no. Literally. I, I was all on the webs online. Couldn't find anything. All body shops. I'm sure. I know there's dent guys really? up there. They're just like in the wholesale accounts and like, do like they're there, sure. but like, I can't find them. If I can't find them, the customer certainly can't find them. I know what the hell right. I'm looking for. And so I call guys up in Portland. They're like, no, no one's really in Eugene. Like there's still mm-hmm. Eugene, Oregon. Like I've never been there. I don't know how big it is, but I mean, I've heard of it. Like it's not a tiny city, Right, right. No, I mean, it's a college town. College, town, Oregon is there, pr- right? pretty big. So, like, yeah, uh, hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> yeah, no denkai. Yeah, fascinating. Huh. fascinating. You might have
1: just uh, opened a door. Yeah, now Ushio, there's gonna be, I'm gonna look next a, week, and there's be 12, guys in, <laughs> 12
0: guys in you, <laughs> but like, there's still towns across the area or across the country that sure. don't have a denkai, and sure. there's a huge opportunity there, right? Especially as more and more people know about uh, PDR. And as we go, so anyways, we went off a little tangent there, but that's all right. So we, we went down PDR nation competition, growth, all that stuff. Like how do we, you and I, and got other guys, guys coming in, what perspective or what, what tips do you have for them to continually find ways to, to, grow their business and achieve the things they want to achieve? Like what's helped you over 25 years, a long career in the same industry? Um,
1: I mean, one, stay hungry, right? I think you have to continually stay hungry. You know? I have to be creative and find ways to grow. And I, I also am a big believer in investing in yourself, investing in your business and investing in knowledge. Um, like what you're doing is fantastic. I, I think that's great. I think that's like, like entry level, these you know, up and coming techs need to learn how to, you know, run a business or or be coached or be coached. You know, I think, you know, I've been lucky. I'm really good friends with guys like Matt Moore, Don Cavanaugh, you know, guys that are just super passionate about this industry. Um, I try to surround myself or be friends with people like that and be close to them because you can learn so much just from, you know, them sharing ideas or just bouncing ideas off each other. Uh, I think, joining groups, joining mastermind groups, stuff like that. I mean, I think if we all kind of had that same hunger and fire to be better, Mm -hmm. uh, to run better businesses and look ahead to the future, um, this industry is awesome. It's, it's a, it's an awesome craft. And we're in the early stages. And I think we're in a pivotal stage right now to where, you know, the more people that are getting into the industry, there's going to be more quote unquote businesses started. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Quote unquote get,
0: businesses.
1: <laughs> yeah i mean quote unquote business you know i mean it, you could have a business name and a business card but are you really running a business like a true business
0: it's a great question you know um uh,
1: but i think if we could get more people on the right path to get to be professional and you know mm. i think that's what brings the industry forward um it's moving fast already Um, so if we could get everybody on the same page Mm -hmm. and fast track it in a positive way, uh, it'll be good for everyone. And I think all the negative and the naysayers, I think, you know, you got to tune all that out. There's a lot of old school guys, like I said, that are just kind of stuck in their ways. Um, but look, this is a legit business. It's a legit industry. And if you're going to be successful, you have to run it like a business. Um, and you have to see it that way. Um, you know, look, there's nothing wrong if you just want to fix stents and just make a little here and there and just kind of support your family, that's fine. Um, But, you know, you're still running a business. And I think if you're in a certain market, and you have competitors, it it just behooves everybody to learn more, um, to be smarter, run their businesses smarter. um, And then it keeps their markets strong. uh, And that's just better for everybody. So as far as how do we move forward. I think just education, keep educating yourself, keep learning, constantly learning, join mastermind groups, get coaching, find a mentor.
0: And there's, there's a paid way and a free way. Like this is not an endorsement for necessarily what I'm doing or a 20 group or something like that. Right. That is a way. And obviously I fully believe that because I do it and I, I hire people myself and I, I have clients, things like that. There's a free way to do it. I did it for free for a long time. Yeah. Like pick a fucking podcast. 20 yep. amazing business podcasts out there for free. Right. Not even PDR yeah. related, just business, marketing. Right. Go listen business to Russell Brunson's traffic funnels. <laughs> go listen to any of that, like millions of free things. And if you want to spend 20 bucks, go buy a book. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah. get an audible book. Like we all are driving around. We're all smacking on dents all day. You can listen to podcasts. You can listen to audio books, all that stuff. There's no excuse there. It's mm-hmm. very small. It's very small dollar. If you don't have money and you're like, I want to join a mastermind group, I want to get one on coaching, but I don't have two, three, four, five thousand dollars. It's okay. Right. It doesn't matter. You, don't, you right. don't have to do that. You have to do what you can to grow with what you have and if that means yeah. podcasts and books if that means the library and you read at yeah. night fine but don't have excuses about oh, i oh i can't join a mastermind group so i can't grow nope that's not true no there's, there's ways a million to other do ways it. to do it that are very cheap right or free right right go to mte that's a big one get around these huge people. i don't think there's a single person that's ever called ever called matt Moore, and he was like oh sorry i don't want to talk to you <laughs> you know or right. you or anybody else right, right? like they, they, these people right. are here, they're available, they're getting less and less available for sure. Um, yep. People were easier to talk to five years ago than they are today, and that's going to continue right. that's going to continue that way like i have I have people lined up to call, you know because it's hard to yeah. talk to everybody, but you can do it. And if you want to talk to somebody, if there's this one dude you've been following on Facebook or Instagram, and he's like your, your mentor in PDR, and he doesn't even know it yet. Have you tried to reach out to him? Have you tried to reach out?
1: If there's, if there's one thing that I've realized in this industry, if there's people that you follow on, on social media or whatever, everybody's really open and really willing to share. I mean, and I mean, even if it's just shooting the shit for a little bit, you know, I'm friends with Matt Moore and I tell him all the time, every time I talk to you, I learn something.
0: Yeah, like, time.
1: and And I can reach out to anybody that I see on like Facebook and just yeah. message them saying, yeah. hey man, I saw you on Facebook or whatever. I saw you commented on this thing. I would love to pick your brain or blah, blah, blah. Dude, yeah. there are so many people out there that are just willing to share and willing to talk. And As, willing, as long as you're I okay with I'll,
0: hearing some tapping in the background, you can talk to any dank guy yeah. any time of day. <laughs> Yeah. Much.
1: Right. Cause I think the majority of people kind of want the same thing, right? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the majority of people kind of want this industry to be stronger and want people on the same page. So if it means taking a few minutes out of your day to, to help somebody or, or discuss things with somebody, why not? I mean, yeah. I, I think the it. majority of people in the industry are more than willing to do that.
0: Yeah, Everybody that's been on my podcast or been on another podcast or is posting on Facebook, social media, part of PDR nation, is a speaker at the dream event or MTE or something. They all want to see the industry grow. And if they can have an opportunity to talk to somebody and help them move in a direction towards professional professionalism in the industry, they're going to do it almost every time. I mean, sometimes it's hard to get on the phone for an hour, but like they'll, they'll talk, they'll try. Yeah. They'll find time. I mean, it
1: might not be today, but it could be tomorrow or whatever. You could figure something out. I'm I'm really looking forward to that dream event. You know, I'm one of the speakers there, and I I can't wait. I mean, it's going to be cool sharing. I mean, that the whole premise of that is exactly what we're talking about. You know, growing the industry, getting people on the same page. I mean, it's
0: super cool. Um, So, I usually ask to end to end the podcast, what the future PDR looks like. We kind of talked a lot about that, but do you have like a specific chain, like one specific thing that you can think of that, that is coming down the road over the next five years, like whether it's with cars or with our insurance companies or the industry or something that, that we can, you know, maybe all uh, be paying attention to.
1: Yeah, sure. I think a few things. Uh, one, I think big thing is electric vehicles, right. Um, with that whole, uh, evolution in, uh, in the industry, as far as, you know, the advancements of all these things and all the electronics. And I mean, look, when I took, when I got the IMI certification, you know, the work on electric vehicles, I learned so much. I yeah. mean, more importantly, I learned not how to not die
0: and not blow um, yourself
1: up. <laughs> right. Um, and there's a lot going on. A lot of vehicles are going that way. I mean, uh, so I think that one's huge. Um, that's a big step that we're going to be going into. Or are into um i think insurance yeah, just a tiny bit but,
0: though there's still there's still ways around it like for now if i have a tesla and i have to meet at the tesla dealer and they tear it down i'm okay with that but yeah, soon sure. enough soon enough that's gonna be real difficult <laughs> sure yeah sure Quarantine i mean lots. i had a tesla
1: i had a tesla come into my shop you know and yeah. thank god i knew how to power it down and yeah. you know it's just something that you have to explain to them and you know what you have to charge accordingly for it and they understand you know yeah. and um yeah, just, just yeah you know liability issues and all that stuff you just got to cover your ass you yeah. know um learn as much as you can about it yep
0: that's knowledge um
1: i think insurance too i mean insurance like i said before insurance is looking at pdr as a viable repair process um they they've been watching us they're they're kind of opening the doors to us this job right here is a big state farm job you know what i've had i've got another one coming in next week i did two more last week Um, And these are all insurance jobs. I mean, insurance is, you know, they see us as a viable option. Um, So you have to learn how to deal with them. You have to learn how to be professional with them and be able to justify all your prices and be able to justify the uh, repair process and this and that. So again, learning as much as you can about your own craft, Mm -hmm. to be able to eloquently describe it and have a good way to show it to them. I mean, all that's really important.
0: 100%. I agree with all that. I and mean, EV vehicles is getting talked about more and more as I ask. Even when I started the podcast and talk about the future of PDR, hadn't heard that. This was the uh, last, like, March of last year. Now, more and more. And it's coming. People it's, are talking about it. It's coming fast. Like, every manufacturer yeah. is investing in, you know, EV vehicles to some extent. Sure. Whether they have to or they want to. They're doing it. Sure. <laughs> Whether Tesla made yeah. them or not, you know. Right. Well, and even just the
1: technology in general. Even yeah. I mean, if it's not a uh, uh, an electric and cameras
0: vehicle, and CPUs and yeah.
1: sensors and lane assist, they, yeah. you take a door off and if you remove the mirror, yeah. if that thing's not calibrated right, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean that's disaster waiting yeah. to happen down the line. I mean, you right. have to yeah. know
0: these. Things. So, so to be clear, if people understand, if there's a lane assist sensor in a mirror and you're going to go move over and you take the mirror off and you plug it back in and it isn't calibrated right and it doesn't tell you that a car's over there the little light and, in the corner doesn't come on and they hit somebody and kill somebody some guy guy's going to get screwed one day because he yeah have a pre and post scan or they didn't right. uh, do the proper processes that way so that's a real thing yeah it's a real thing yeah, yeah about it
1: and those- I mean, we have and, as business owners Yeah, and as business owners, you have to be conscious of that because, I mean, dude, you get sued, you lose everything. I mean, you can't, you have, you know, there's so much liability,
0: you know. So overall, future of PDR is bright or dim? Super bright, super bright. I'm, you know,
1: been doing it this long and I'm still super excited. I can't wait. I mean, I don't know if I'll still be doing it in another 25 years, (laughs) but I can't wait to see where we're at in five years. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's moving so fast. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see where we're going. And like I said, with all the opportunities out there for people to learn and get better and and be better. I mean, you know, that keeps me on my toes. Mm -hmm. I better keep up because I'm going to have some young guy that just started a business a year ago, that's going to be flying past me if I'm I'm not, you know, on it. Um, but no, I think the future is really, really bright. Um, this industry is awesome. The craft is awesome. Um, and I only good things could come of it.
0: I'm going to leave it out that, man. I love it. I appreciate you coming on. I'm looking forward to, um, are you going in April? We're meeting in April. Wait, is it April? Uh, is it April in Texas? Is it? Are yes. trying to meet in April? Something like that. Yeah. Or maybe it's yeah. May. No, uh, it's, May. I, it's May. It's May. It's May. <laughs>
1: so May is the Anson event, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it going to be down there? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was just okay. on the phone with another,
1: uh, with, I was talking to Jay Gerhardt earlier and we were talking okay. about May going cool. down the Anson. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's the 20 yep. group though. So hopefully I meet you in person. Yep. Haven't met you in person. Yeah. Um, right. But I appreciate you coming on the podcast, sharing your story, uh, talking about the industry. Hopefully this resonates with somebody. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, if you want to talk to Ray, probably reach out to him and he'll talk to you. Yeah. How do they find
1: you? Uh, You can find me on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm in on Instagram, raise view, raise underscore view on Instagram, but yeah, you can find me on Facebook. Hit me up on messenger. Yep.
0: That's the way to do it. All right. I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Talk soon. All right. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR coach podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, then the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, then you can find me on Instagram by searching for the PDR coach or find me on my website at dot com Thank you for listening and I'll be back next week.